yet another important milestone. Yes, 300th episode is here. And folks, I'm super excited to share that The Guiding Voice is one of the very few interview-based podcasts across the globe with over 300 episodes. However, my goal for this year is to cruise into the global top 1%. And on that note, I would like to take a moment to say thank you to all our speakers and audience for encouraging me to take this journey forward after launching the very first episode on May 17th, 2020. With your encouragement, we have also launched TGV Telugu last year and which has already crossed about 32 episodes. And while we speak, TGV Hindi is being launched. A big salute to all the TGV community members. And today we have a special guest on this occasion. We have hosted him in 2021 on episode 64, where he shared wonderful insights on dreaming big, which is still amongst the top 10 episodes all time on The Guiding Voice. Arvind Chaturvedi is a business and IT leader with over 30 years of experience gained through success in organizations operating in the public and private sector markets. He has proven ability to manage organic and inorganic growth and operate large multifunctional teams. He has demonstrable achievements in IT transformation, change management, tracking and delivering measured benefits. Also, he holds consistent record of commercial success in growth and turnaround situations. So for those of you who are not aware, I was fortunate to work under Arvind. He has been a great leader and I admire him for all his humility and all the encouragement that he provides to each and every employee and he is one of the best bosses with whom I have worked so far. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. Friends, I am your host Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live. And through the Guiding Voice, successful leaders and inspiring individuals across the globe share their insights with the world and our audience will acquire more knowledge and wisdom for every minute than any other podcast in this space because we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have Arvind back in TGV's virtual studio. Arvind, I'm super excited to host you part of our 300th episode. Thank you so much for being part of our journey. Naveen, thank you for that very warm welcome and a great introduction as usual. Uh, it's a pleasure indeed to be back here. Uh, I know the guiding voice has gone places over the time uh, since when I first uh, you know had the opportunity to come and talk to you to where it is now and uh, many congratulations to you and the team for that. I know you've launched a book as well recently. Congratulations to that as well. I'm sure you know it's going to go from you know one milestone to another. My best wishes to you and the show and the entire team. Thank you so much. Thank you Arvind. On on that note, I, first of all I would like to appreciate you for proposing this important topic. The moment I asked what are the topics right? So recession proofing your career. This is something very important and really people are curious to understand how to recession proof their career, right? As the world braces itself for the tough economic times ahead. That that question that looms large in everyone's mind is is my job recession proof right so what is your take on that uh, arvin yeah certainly i mean i think you know uh, firstly uh, I, i suppose a, a message of hope 
to a certain extent, and then and then probably a message of middle despair as well on the back of it. So, <laughs> so so let me let me take it one step at a time. Firstly, recession is inevitable in in uh, in a in the cyclical fashion that it keeps coming, and and the world has to deal with it. Really, uh, there are various factors that result in recession happening eventually, and and those factors you know, take time coming together to actually lead us into that economic downturn that recession represents essentially. So it's the reality of life, you know. Uh, but the recession that might be experienced in one ec- economy versus another would be very different. For instance, if I talk of India as an economy, likelihood, from everything that I've read, I'm no uh, economist or uh, a specialist at this at all, but from everything that I've been reading around this, the the better informed, the experts tend to suggest that while we might have recession and recessionary effects in India, it will probably impact our growth in terms of slowing down our GDP growth. But uh, we're not likely to really go into a slump. And that's great news. That's great news. So firstly, all those listeners out there who are probably wondering what's going to happen to them, you know, you have hope. We have hope collectively. We we need to, you know, make sure that we understand that it is to different degrees that recession will have its effect. And uh, yes, there will be the ripple effect of the economies of the West, certainly so. But even so, I think we've got a strong economy, strong economic growth that we've shown over the uh, last few years. And and we will continue to sustain that to a great extent. Not at the same level as we did last year, but probably, uh, you know, uh, there or thereabouts. So good news for you. Now, here's the message of despair, you know, to answer the question that Naveen asked. Unfortunately, there's no job that is truly (laughs) recession-proof. Okay, that's the reality of life as well. As recession is the reality of life, this is also reality of life. But there are jobs out there, you know, which which sort of um, continue to have demand irrespective of the economic, uh, you know, conditions that one is uh, thriving in at the time. Uh, jobs like in the ones in healthcare, ones in education, law enforcement. All of these jobs, you know, the human society always needs these. So, you know, they they're probably least impacted by recession to a great extent. Um, IT over the last few decades has sort of got into that segment as well. Many IT and computer-related jobs now are uh, continuously in demand and hence probably to a certain extent recession-proof. But, you know, um, in the end, when an economic downturn happens, everybody's impacted to some extent. The people who prevail through it are usually the people who've been creating value on a consistent basis. That's important, irrespective of which job you're in. Every job, however recession-proof I might call them out to be in this conversation, in the end will result in you know, uh, some amount of hit being taken by that uh, in a group of jobs or that career as well. And in, in those circumstances, people who, who have created value through uh, all the good and bad times that have uh, you know, preceded the current times that we're talking about, will be the ones who will prevail, whose jobs will actually be you know, seen as uh, valuable and, and will be held. Unfortunately, all of us are guilty of one thing, which is we stop looking at ourselves through the value creation lens. And that's complacency, actually. We are all guilty of that, irrespective of who we are, what we do, how many years of experience we have. At some stage in our, in our lives, in our careers, we have all been guilty of that and will continue to be in the future as well. And that's where we lose the confidence. We lose the confidence whether we can prevail or not. You know? yeah. But it's never too late to get started on that, actually, my friends. That's the important thing. You know, you can, you can yeah, rather than panicking or living in the fear of the worst happening, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, what you could do is start looking at the outcomes you created mm-hmm. uh, up, until, up until this point. You know, 
see how the uh, real and perceived value of those outcomes, what the real and perceived value of those outcomes is, you know, in the context that you serve, and see whether people will see you as a high-value, indispensable individual. That is wherein lies the trick. You mm. have to you have to put that lens uh, and see yourself through that lens in a very objective fashion. That will tell you truly whether your job is recession-proof or not. You are the best judge of that. I'll leave it in your good hands. Naveen, yep. does that answer your question? Absolutely. So creating value, which is often overlooked, right? How, how am I adding value to the organization? That is a key takeaway, which everybody has to keep in mind to be recession-proof, right? So as you said, not a, we, we cannot assure if uh, if somebody's job can be recession proofed and all, right? So nobody can assure that. Even the board of directors or the head of the organization can assure that. But as an individual, how should one prepare for recessionary times? Like, are there any suggestions from your side, Arvind? Yeah. So so it is it is the preparation is ongoing. As I said in my in my response, previous response that I gave you to a previous question, right, Navid? Uh, the the preparation starts from the day you start your career, yeah. uh, in, in 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 a in creating that value that you, you reiterated um, based on what I said earlier, yeah, and and that is that is what is the most important part. The whether you are in whether you're focused on creation of value, that's that's the important thing. That's where your preparation starts. You know? if the ecosystem that you operate within, you know, sees you as a uh, a value adder, if you like, a contributor of uh, or to a to a large extent, and then you know if, if you know if you're seen as somebody who's constantly bringing value in everything that you do, then the likelihood is that the demand, you know, the continuous demand that I talked about earlier, the demand for you in that job as a person will always remain, irrespective of the prevailing economic conditions. You will always be wanted. Essentially, yep. that's the important thing. It is about you know keeping yourself relevant. One has yep. to remain relevant, relevant in terms of skills, in terms of proficiencies, in terms of you know outcomes that you created. One has to keep asking yourself, am I creating value in everything that I'm doing? Yeah. Is there is there anything that I can do differently or better, you know, to, to make sure that I bring the the most optimal, even maximum value in everything that I do, you know, uh, to to my to my customer. Saying focus on the customer is a great way of always being value focused. Essentially, yeah. I won't go into the depths of who's a customer, what's a customer, etc. That's for you to decide in your own context. What does the customer mean in your context? But knowing your customer and understanding who your customer is is of paramount importance for you to even start creating value in the first instance. If yep. your understanding of who the customer is misplaced, then the likelihood is that your understanding of what val- what constitutes value is also misplaced. Okay. Yeah. So you have to understand what 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 the customer is, who the customer is. You have to you know get into a place where your customer feels that your contribution is indispensable. Once you get into that position, your relevance is established, and if your relevance is established, trust me, you're recession proof. In every respect, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's that. Therein lies the trick. I mean, always keep learning, developing your skills. Be absolutely, you know, clear on uh, what skills you need, what skills you're short of, what skills you need to build because the industry is trending in a certain manner. Uh, make sure that you are, you know, looking at what are transferable skills. You know, what are the soft skills? What you know, one of the uh, clear skills that is of utmost importance in the current times is one of adaptability. 
people are most adaptable are, adaptable are likely to be the most uh, people who are most liked by the organizations and employed by the organizations essentially uh, in times of change that's what you need organizations need people who are adaptable yeah, yeah. so uh, you know focus on everything don't be indiscriminate in terms of what skills you're looking at you know don't just focus on technical skills or job skills you know look at soft skills look at all the transferable skills if 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 you know if the worst happens and if you have to change your career to do something else if you have transferable skills your next set of employers will find you valuable that's yeah. the important thing over there so so you know make sure that uh, you're looking into all those aspects yeah um, go on sorry now and uh, so so the key takeaways be indispensable and be the linchpin of the organization while being adaptable right so keep on learning continuously and make sure that you are staying relevant to the times and relevant to the job is that is that the right summary arvin that is absolutely the right summary and and one more thing to add just to build on yeah. that navin just to, just to make sure that people understand this you know uh, when the times you know unfortunately uh, while while like i said earlier preparation is best done ahead of the economic downturn happening most of us start thinking about the economic downturn when it it's when it starts happening essentially <laughs> and, and that's the reality of how we are wired up uh, unfortunate but true okay yeah but you know all is not lost if you've not been through that journey of preparation uh, ahead of the economic downturn all is not yeah. lost at all so you have to trust and believe in that completely one of the things that people miss out on is what do they represent yeah. you know uh, what does an employer look for in a resume yeah a resume is usually a chronological uh, diary of everything that we have done where we have been when we have been there and what is the role that we have played the key thing that we forget all the time is what did we accomplish what difference did we make to that organization or to that context within which we were operating what are the supporting metrics that suggest that we actually created some demonstrable value that's lost in your resumes This is the time, my friends, to start sprucing up your uh, resume. Put it, put it through the so what test. I call it the so what test. You've been somewhere, played a role, and been there for a certain length of time. All well and good, but so what? <laughs> Did you just exist there? Is that good enough? No. You know, you got to ask yourself the question: What? What did I actually do? What did I bring to the table? How did I change the context? How did I affect the context positively? And yeah. that's what needs to show in your resume. the moment you start putting that on your resume trust me my friends your resume then is a powerful you know tool that you're carrying in your hands and yeah. will bring you employment irrespective of what happens to your current employment or not as the case yeah. might be okay so you got to focus on that the other important aspect is this is also the time when you pick up your networking you know because referrals trust me get you better opportunities than any raw search that you do in the market or standard application process that you go through okay because referrals are from people who know you who know what your strengths are who know where you can play to your strengths the best and when they connect you into something uh, a job context which which demands your skills your likelihood of success is that much higher you're likely yeah. to actually go through the interview process with much more you know uh, with a higher percentage of success essentially and 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 when you do land the job your success is probably going to be higher as well as compared to any other job that you might land from the standard application process increase yeah. your network go out there go go to the industry events you know if you have to spend some money doing that do that okay but but that's money well spent because there you'll connect with people you'll get to know people you'll expand your list of contacts those contacts will come to your aid you will again feel empowered and strengthened 
in the wake of everything that's going on otherwise outside of, of your control. And you can only do things that are in your control, right? Everything, I mean, macroeconomics is outside of any of our control. We all have to live within that. That's a context that's created by world events. Uh, you know, you and I can make very little difference to it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing we can do is make sure that when those events start having an impact, we're in a state of readiness. Yeah. And these are things that I'm talking about in state of readiness. The other important aspect, Naveen, sorry, I'll, I'll dwell on this for a bit more if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Because because I know your audience is, um, you know, there are a lot of young people in there. Yeah. Your financial well-being is very important as you head into an economic downturn as well. Don't underestimate the value of that because if you're financially not well, that itself will put immense pressure on you uh, and put you into that state of, uh, you know, uh, despair and pessimism, if you like. Yeah. So, you know, how do, how do you go about doing that? First of all, stop spending like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> okay, be more judicious about what you spend on, how you spend. That's number one. Number two, take care of your debts. You know, clear as many of your debts as possible, including your credit cards. I know, you know, today the world lives off its credit cards. But, you know, some of us are old timers. We believe in clearing your credit card at the end of the month. Trust me, it's the most peaceful place to be, <laughs> okay, mentally speaking. <laughs> Lastly, be creative and hyper-focused on your savings and investment, okay? Be creative about it because, you know, you've got to see how can you maximize return. And, and you, can't, you can't go and take undue risks in, in, in uh, austere times in, in, uh, in a state of economic downturn. But there are safe investments, and that's what I mean by being creative. Don't follow the masses. Don't say everybody is going and doing this. So I'll also go into that. Think for yourself and say, does that make sense for me? And if that doesn't, what does? And make your savings and investment in that regard. And then you will feel that peace of mind, which will then allow you to focus on building a career. Yeah. Okay? Because you're not worried about one aspect, one very important aspect, which is keeping your life running. Okay? Yeah. That's the one that distracts you the most when a recession happens and a downturn happens. You know? Take care of that. And then your mind is open. Lastly, always be optimistic. You know, Naveen said he and I have worked together. It's been a pleasure having Naveen work, uh, work with me. Uh, and I can tell you the one thing that I saw in Naveen and have always admired about him is his sense of optimism. And we've been through some desperate times when Naveen and I were working together. I can tell you that. Okay. And, 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 and uh, you know, what I liked about Naveen, and I've said this to him, uh, several times, and I'm saying it in the podcast for everyone to know now, is the smile on his face. That never vanishes. And that comes <laughs> from confidence and optimism. Yeah. Optimism that in the end, you will find a way to actually fix things. Yeah. You know? And you guess what? That's, that's the kind of people that organizations need when an economic downturn is happening. Nobody wants a, an overcautious blocker of progress sitting there. Nobody wants somebody who's obviously always going to give the, uh, you know, the obvious answer, no, no, we shouldn't do this because it's hard times. Organizations need people who can think creatively, think strategically, think optimistically to actually drive progress despite the times. Yeah. And if you, if you retain that optimism, that's good for you as an individual, that's good for your family and friends, whoever is dependent on you, and your organization will value you that much more. Yeah. You will have created that relevance for yourself. Yeah. So, so think about these things. There are various other things that I can keep talking about, but I'll wait for Naveen to ask the next question. Naveen, back to you. Yeah, I, I think uh, these are some profound thoughts and you have explained it so well, covering various aspects. 
not just the skills but the finance part and also being optimistic and all i think this episode is going to immensely help and boost that particular confidence that is required in people so thank you so much for those um, pearls of wisdom arvin and thank you for the kind words about me as well <laughs> now let's go to your favorite topic which is growth uh, i still remember our uh, offset sessions and all at least you used to uh, do one session on the career growth and all right so i would like you to share with our audience as well what does this growth mean and how does it happen right okay so so gro- growth is a pretty um misunderstood concept let me start by saying that everybody has their own perception of what growth means and i've asked this question to several people navin and uh, you know I, i get some interesting answers there's nothing right or wrong about those answers those are individuals perspectives on growth but they're interesting uh, how people perceive growth and 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 there is a pattern to that as well which 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 is something i will i have sort of made my personal mission to try and dispel as much as possible it's created a myth in people's mind especially young people's mind which 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 i would like to dispel uh, as much as possible whenever possible so i'm going to use your platform also to do that if you don't mind please absolutely but let me yeah. let me start by answering the question that you asked what is what what is growth you know it is actually just a state of mind a condition of Uh, you know increasing developing maturing that's what it is about you know and then there are various kinds of growth there's personal growth personal growth is about you know uh, being being more positive in your thoughts uh, being less uh, you know having a better control on your emotions not indulging in procrastination laziness having a being open to learn new things and skills having a growth mindset that's that's personal growth that's 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 what personal growth means then there's professional growth you know which is which is entirely focused on gaining new skills and new work experience which can actually help you reach some of the goals in your career essentially so that's professional growth which is about skills and work experience to achieve certain goals that you set for yourself yeah and then comes the big uh, big question about career growth what does career growth mean right so career growth is 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 just a journey towards your big vision that you got for yourself in your career now don't despair if you don't have a vision as it if you are very young and you still not have a, even if you're not so young and you still don't have a vision for your career that's okay that doesn't make you any lesser person it doesn't make you you know put you at a disadvantage at all there's no better time than today to sit about and sit and think about what what I'm going to be okay and and do that as soon as you can as soon as you think it's the right place for you to be and actually we were talking about recession recession is a great time to think about that by the way because recession is also an opportunity an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself okay so you know if you're not thought through what your career vision is maybe now's the time you know it's a good time as good a time as any other probably a better time than many others when when you'll be in the rush of abundance when you'll be getting offers from all around and you you'll sort of get drifted into that as opposed to thinking about what your career needs to be so so there's a great opportunity in that sense but that those are various forms of growth now i said that is perhaps the most misunderstood concept because my concern is that most people especially young people based on the inputs that they've got through the through the initial stages of their life look at growth in a very linear and a very incremental fashion okay uh for them everything is about climbing the so called the proverbial ladder i keep joking about this you know you introduce me as somebody with over 30 years of experience and trust me my friends whoever is listening my entire audience of the show I've yet to find that ladder. As I keep joking, the only ladder I know is the one in my store, which I climb to change the bulb. <laughs> That's the only ladder I know. Uh, there is nothing as such as a ladder out there. Don't think of it because 
the moment you start thinking of it in terms of a ladder, you start thinking linear, you start thinking incremental. Okay? Uh, people who have achieved heights in their life have not achieved by thinking incremental or linear. They've been very non-linear in their thinking. They've been very multidimensional in their thinking. And they have believed in radical growth, where they believe that they can actually go from one place to another, take that leap and succeed at that. It's their belief, it's their faith. They've taken that leap of faith and they've succeeded. That's why they've got to where they've got to. Okay, Look at any of the contemporary leaders of uh, you know, whatever industry you are in. Okay, Look at any sports personalities. Look at any, you know, uh, I don't know, fine arts personalities, musicians, singers, etc. They took a leap of faith. They had the belief that they, they could do this. If they had yeah. been thinking linear and incremental, they probably wouldn't have been where they are today. Okay, Very likely. So the one thing I want to dispel now in through your uh, platform, if I may, is this, this myth about the ladder, this myth about a linear and incremental road. Today I'm a programmer, tomorrow I'll become a senior programmer, then I'll become this and that and the other. I'm talking in the IT context because you and I are yeah. IT folks, essentially. Okay, That's true about any other industry as well. That's not how life works. That's not how growth works. The other important part of growth, again, a misunderstanding. Growth doesn't happen because somebody else wants to grow you. Growth yep. happens because you want to grow. You have to engineer your own growth. Okay, there's, there's nobody out there who's more interested in your growth than you are. And if you are not interested in your growth, trust me, nobody else is. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. So, so you got to be thinking about how you intend growing and then engineer that growth to happen. Okay, and how do you engineer that growth? Again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, creation of value. Now, when you're in a certain role, there's a certain value expectation that the organization or the context within which you are, the ecosystem within which you are, has from you in that role. There's a value expectation. Okay. When you start creating value beyond the expected value, that's when you set yourself up for growth. When you create value beyond the expected value, you're creating inordinate growth opportunity for the ecosystem. And the ecosystem then rewards you back in terms of your individual growth. That's how it works. Now, you know, forget that your manager doesn't like you or forget that your manager does like you. None of that is going to impact your growth negatively or positively. I assure you of that. What's going to impact your growth negatively or positively is your intent to grow and your ability to actually engineer that. So think about what is the value expectation from me in this role that I'm performing correctly? How can I expand that? One thing we tend to forget always, and I'm sure Naveen has heard this from me in some context in our previous lives when we were working together. I, I say this often, so I'm sure Naveen, you've heard this, but you know, we forget that the whole ecosystem is a connected system. It's a connected ecosystem. It's a value chain. We are part of a value chain. Okay, Whatever we do, whatever our roles, and when, when we start identifying with the value chain, we know how to extend our value beyond the expected value. So go and understand that value chain, my friends. Understand what part of that value chain are you in your role? What link do you form? How can you start impacting the broader value chain? The ecosystem will come and reward you with your growth. Mm. Makes sense. I'll, I'll pause at that. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, now let's talk about the biggest obstacles for this growth. One... Uh, thought that resonated with me is many times people think about 
vertical path or the linear progression and the uh, other one is my manager will take care or my super boss will take care of my growth those are certain things that come to my mind but other than that based on your experience what is the biggest obstacle to growth uh, i'm going to say something which i'm sure most people will not like hearing but <laughs> you know the biggest obstacle to your growth is you you really <laughs> oneself oneself is the biggest obstacle and 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 that might sound a bit paradoxical right because i said who wants to grow the most you want to grow the most yeah and yet i'm saying that you're the biggest obstacle to your own growth how does that work you know we got to dwell on that a bit rationalize that a bit to understand how it really works and and the way it works navin is that uh, unfortunately when i say you it's actually your inhibitions and your fears that get in the way of your growth okay uh what you tend to do is you tend to start defining yourself too early and and i worry about this world of specialization that youngsters grow up in these days especially um but you know um one of one of the things that um, uh, happens is that um, people start thinking about whatever what do i stand for what skills do i have what am i qualified to be what knowledge do i possess and based on that start putting some boundaries around them i am an it engineer i know this i can only do this much and this is what i've learned and this is what i have experience for yeah maybe i know somebody i know navin navin has experience in this as well so maybe i have some borrowed experience in that as well but that's my area of um, you know what i define as my knowledge okay and we start binding ourselves within that and you know that's 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 great because then you're absolutely sure of what you know but the fact is there are things that you don't know out there however you can always get to know them you can always learn those things because knowledge is flowing constantly if your receptors are open then there's no nobody who can prevent you from knowing what you need to know learning what you need to learn to actually be what you want to be so so you know uh, the limitations that we put on ourselves in terms of qualification in terms of knowledge in terms of experience in terms of what my friends think i can do what my family thinks i can do and all of those things that creates you know a space within which we are absolutely fine we'll never go wrong we'll absolutely be successful in every respect but unfortunately because of the boundaries that we set around ourselves we're not going anywhere from that space that space is what's called comfort zone by the way okay so you sit in that comfort zone you're not going anywhere to actually grow you have to break the boundaries to break the boundaries you need to get over your fears in your inhibitions your limitations that you put around yourself okay uh, a famous line that i heard in a dialogue of a film recently actually which i loved that it was beautiful it it went along the lines that there wouldn't be any butterflies if they didn't break the boundaries that's that i thought was beautiful i was the dialogue right i don't remember but uh, which film also i don't remember but i, I saw that recently in the you know, last few months essentially and that has stuck in my head there would be no butterflies if they didn't break the boundaries and if you want to be that beautiful butterfly you want to fly you know then you got to break the boundaries the choice is yours there's nobody out there apart from you who's holding you back the only person you got to convince that you need to grow is yourself once you're convinced about that you'll be on the path navin does that answer your question i i love the dialogue uh, if if <laughs> there were there were no but if uh, if if they didn't break the boundaries there are no butterflies in fact uh, butterflies are a great story of transformation as well right in um, digital transformation and business transformation where we see that caterpillar to butterfly transformation image everywhere so, metamorphosis right, right? Met- nature yeah. nature's biggest transformation metamorphosis <laughs> yeah. that's Indeed. that's where it happens yeah Indeed, yeah 
thank yeah. you thank you so beautifully explained arvin now let's talk about uh, your career growth what are top 3 things that have contributed to your career growth I, i think we have spoken about most of it navin so um, uh, maybe some of this will be repetitive but maybe a reminder as well for people who missed yeah. something that yeah, i said earlier yeah. but you know first and foremost focus hyper focused on value creation okay yeah a, a question that i constantly ask myself is what i what i said everybody should ask leading up to the recession in our, in our previous segments that we were talking of you know am i creating value what value am i creating can i create more value am i at the optimal or maximum value creation you know in terms of my contribution that i'm making yeah that's a challenge you got to pose to yourself you have to be looking at things looking at yourself through that lens constantly okay and that's that's been that's been the way of life as far as i'm concerned you know make yourself that you know i'm i'm sure many of you have heard this from your leaders wherever you work or or whoever you were associated with you know but there's a lot of talk about 5x 10x contributors essentially make yourself that and then and then you know really the ecosystem will be behind you trying to grow you through life so that's 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 number one the other thing that i talked about in terms of breaking boundaries and and breaking your inhibitions be a learner don't be limited in terms of what you think you know you know if you keep your receptors on like i said earlier if your receptors are tuned in there's knowledge flowing from all around where we the trick that we miss is keeping ourselves open minded keeping our minds open that's the trick that we miss so keep your minds open to learning learn in whichever way you find learning the easiest i mean uh, i know as as a teacher from the past that everybody has a different method of learning different way of learning different you know speed of learning etc cetera, etc cetera. that's all good having one method or one pace of learning doesn't make you any better or any lesser than anybody else as long as you're prone to learning that's the important thing last but not the least at least the my response to navin's previous question about what's the biggest obstacle to growth shed all the boundaries you know i said this probably i said I'm, i don't remember navin but you know um, but i may have said this when we talked about dreaming big when i last uh, spoke with you on your show as well indeed um, but you know shed all the boundaries be yeah. versatile be adaptable be willing to take risks you know you know you you have to believe in yourself you have to have the confidence to take the leap of faith every now and again and that's when radical growth happens so make sure that you're thinking along these lines the top 3 i don't know whether these are top 3 or not navin but these are three that came to my mind as you asked the question so there they are there you are you know, uh, you know right. I, I, i've been i've been a uh, if you ask my wife she'll tell you i've been a serial risk taker and she has been the pillar of my life quite frankly so i'm thankful for that eternally but you know um i've taken some uh, some might say stupid risks in life but you know there was a confidence and they paid off yeah so um but you got to take those chances like I, i'm sure you've heard it from others as well but i i certainly believe in that luck happens to those who make it happen you know uh so so you know you got to take risks you got to be there when the opportunity is there grab it with both hands and do what you need to do to actually make sure that uh, you come out successful yeah and uh, and that's the trick to growing according to me yeah i don't know so, if it helps <laughs> absolutely so just to summarize it's first focus on the value creation be the 5x or 10x contributor be a learner don't limit yourself and shed all the boundaries be versatile be willing to take risks be adaptable and all yeah great great nuggets of wisdom arvind and on that note um, let's add some spice to the episode if you're okay i'm going to <laughs> uh, 
uh, ask you a few interesting questions so that our audience will get to know other side of your win okay well hopefully they'll not be too tricky navin is all i can <laughs> and hopefully i can i can respond in a manner which makes your episode interesting so here we go that's <laughs> right yeah let's let's dive in uh, have you ever slept in a classroom arvin um uh, no as far as memory serves me yeah but i have slept in a very big meeting after a very long <laughs> and heavy night i will i will spare myself the embarrassment of giving the detail of that but it was it was embarrassing i mean i, I literally was dozing and i was told eventually snoring as well so <laughs> i can imagine that <laughs> i blame it on the long and heavy night that preceded that meeting so there we go <laughs> all right let's move ahead have you ever walked out of a movie halfway ah uh, yes yes my wife and i both are guilty of that absolutely when when it starts becoming quite frankly unbearable that's when we walk out of a film we've done that more than once you know uh, I, i see it as you know uh, i define it slightly differently i, I think there, there's an intellectual plane that at which we operate right you know my wife and i I'm, i'm talking because generally she and i are in the films together go and see the films together so we operate a certain plane if the film is too much below our intellectual plane or too much higher than our intellectual plane then it gets beyond us quite frankly and we work out <laughs> so guilty as charged a few names come to mind straight away but i'm not going to name and shame any film but yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes are, sense uh, there are there are there are times for certain yes yeah, yeah. makes sense <laughs> and can you describe yourself in just one word um actually i'll use the word that my wife uh, uses to describe me she calls me rational Oh. more than anything else yeah mm. so and i agree with that because i i tend to rationalize almost everything in life uh, i say almost everything because faith and love i don't rationalize i rationalize everything else <laughs> <laughs> so powerful and and here comes the bomb did you ever steal anything from anyone <laughs> Hmm, okay that's that, that could mean several things to several people right i mean what does stealing mean so it's, it's a loaded question not that i'm aware of no and hopefully there's nobody out there who remembers such an instance and says i'm a liar so if that is the case my apologies my memory fails me but i can't think of anything and i'll take stealing in the literal sense and no other sense at all <laughs> sure and uh, here comes the last one arvin what is the worst gadget that you came across so far worst gadget or technology which you felt okay maybe i i shouldn't have bought this sir why do why the hell did they invent i'm sure there's a good reason to invent even the worst gadgets uh, people find a reason and that's that's why they come and invent what they invent the good thing navin is i've never bought anything that i've regretted buying uh-huh. i'm i'm very clear in i'm i'm not a gadget guy in any case you know that you yeah, know yeah. been together we've been friends we've been friends we've known each other for a while uh, yeah. you know um, i've not been a gadget guy anyway but you know like i'm 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 a, i'm a hardcore apple lover i carry yeah. some four or five apple devices on me all the time as you know I've never regretted carrying those to be honest but you know uh, uh, not too many other gadgets apart from the household stuff yeah but there are things that I I do believe uh, I would love that they were invented and they mm-hmm. came about no, uh, the sure. one one you know one one, one thing that um, has always uh, intrigued me is the idea of flying cars mm. <laughs> I, i'm 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 a i'm a person uh, i'm an unfulfilled aviator by the way <laughs> okay <laughs> I, i wanted to be an aviator at some point in my life that still remains a little uh, you know thing that i probably would want to do at some stage mm-hmm. i don't know whether i'll be able to do it or not but uh, that's where i am but if there were flying cars 
yeah. to solve that problem as well, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So while, while I'm not coming across a gadget which I felt shouldn't have been invented, because I'm sure there's somebody out there who believes that there's a good reason to invent that, you know, that is something that I'm waiting to get invented, which is flying cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it might happen in the coming decade. Uh, I've seen uh, right? it. I've, I'm sure you've yeah. seen it and read about it in science fiction, right? And I believe yeah. that the science fiction of today is the reality of tomorrow. That, that's uh, how yeah, it transpires. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm 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 banking on that theory of mine and hoping that that will come true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same with me. Yeah, that that was amazing rapid fire, and uh, thank you for uh, wonderful spirit. And uh, with that, let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation, Arvind. What are the qualities that you look for in a future employee and why before you hire, right? What is one key thing that you look in? Yeah, no, uh, great question. Uh, I mean, I, I, think, I think the biggest uh, one for me, our biggest two qualities for me are curiosity and creativity. The moment I talk about creativity, people start thinking of fine arts, performing arts, etc., etc. That's not true. Creativity is possible in any skill that you possess, any profession that you are in, Okay. And I'm looking for your curiosity and I'm looking for your creativity. Curiosity and creativity put together, you know, add up to innovation. Yeah. And that is the need of today's times. We need to constantly innovate. Every organization needs to. Every team needs to. Every individual needs to. Yeah. Uh, and that, those are two main qualities that I'm looking for. Apart from that, I'm, I'm keen on, uh, you know, looking out for ambition. You know, and ambition, you know, ambition can be dangerous as well if it's over ambition, right? So yeah, ambition in the right, uh, you know, measures in the right sense, if you like. That's what I'm looking out for as well. Why? Because that drives the growth mindset in the individual. And and I believe every leader should have a vested interest in the, in the growth aspiration of the people who work for them. Yeah. Um, I certainly do. And the reason for that is that if your people are passionate about growth, then you can be certain that your organization is set up for growth. Yeah, that's how it works. So I'm I'm looking for ambition as well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm usually listening in more to the questions that the candidates are asking than the answers that they're giving to my questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, because uh, you know I, I I want to, for instance, understand are you are you are you truly looking to understand the role for which you're being interviewed? Okay, do you have a point of view on what that particular role should be about? or how it should be designed, or or for the business at large, if you like, what it needs to be like. Yeah, do you have a point of view on that? That's what I'm listening in for. So that's that's very important. Of course, there are always, always the standard skills like communication, teamwork, assertion, uh, all of those things one, one certainly finds desirable. But you know, if, if I look at top three or four things, curiosity, creativity, ambition, in a measured manner, in, a, in the right manner, and your point of view on things. That's what I'm looking out for, really. Does that uh, give you enough? Indeed. I, I, I loved every every bit of it. And in fact, this is the perfect episode for a 300th milestone, right? So I thoroughly enjoyed and I'm sure, I'm highly confident that this will be one of the biggest episodes all time in the history of The Guiding Voice. And thank you so much, Erwin, for everything and it's indeed a pleasure to talk to you always uh, i look up to learn something or the other and you always come up with some profound thoughts and also which is so which is so intriguing and uh, thanks again for being part of our journey and thank you for being a great will wisher of this platform and without uh, support of people like you we wouldn't have come this far
No, I think, I think, you know, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I love coming and talking to Naveen, even, even when, you know, you and I talk more personally in conversation. I love conversations with you. You know that. Uh, and, and it's no different here on, on your show now. Uh, absolutely enjoy it. And, and you know, uh, I absolutely was looking forward to uh, you know, this episode after you and I agreed on uh, me coming and doing this. Uh, hopefully it's been of value to all your audience. Uh, thank you for all your kind words uh, in response to everything that I've said. Uh, and, you know, happy to be there for any other time that you want to be here as Absolutely. well. Yep. I think you have to come back to us once in a while and inspire our audience. Thank you so much once again, Arvind. Yeah. So, folks, uh, that was our uh, enchanting conversation with uh, Arvind Chaturvedi and uh, a perfect milestone episode, as I told earlier. And before we move into the trivia section, here's a request to you. Please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already. Also, if you have loved the episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thanks in advance. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. Today, we started our conversation with Arvind on how to recession-proof your career. So I thought I'll present you some facts about uh, recession. And here comes the question. How often do recessions happen? And as per an article from a prominent uh, business magazine, since 1857, a recession has occurred on average about every three and quarter years. And it used to be the government felt that letting recessions burn themselves out was the best solution for everyone concerned. Because we can control certain things which are within the locus of control and external factors cannot be managed. However, since World War II, we have gone an average of 58.4 months between recessions or nearly five years. And the last economic expansion started at the end of the Great Recession that lasted 128 months. And by that measure, we were overdue for an economic retraction when the pandemic recession has hit. So that's why many of us are so cautious about our careers and all. And this episode is brought to you keeping in view of the recession the so-called recession, which is being, which is said to be around the corner. Let's hope for the best. But uh, I'm sure you'll find some value in this particular conversation. And even if at least one person can benefit out of this episode, that would be great. That is a thought process with which we have been running this show. And thank you so much for all the love that you guys have been showering on the platform. And that's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining me once again. And please share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions through social media. Or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. I'm your host, Navin Samala. Just a fellow IT professional, but a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye.